powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Right now at Safeway, shop the big BOGO sale and get all your favorite cleaning essentials. Buy one, get one 50% off. Head into Safeway and shop for select items like Febreze air fresheners, Airwick scented oil refills, Glade three wick candles, Mr. Clean antibacterial cleaner, Method all purpose cleaner, or soft scrub cleanser. And get them buy one, get one 50% off. Offer expires November 28th. Restrictions apply. Visit Safeway.com or head into your local store for full offer details. Come on in, everybody. Let's go. It is Monday night, which means it's time to make your day and command your week with the power of prayer. Come on in, no matter where you are at. It is time to pray. Let's go. Let's go. As you come in, speak to me. Uh, at Harvest, we use this word shalom. It's a biblical word. Um, it doesn't just mean peace. It doesn't mean peace, but it means more than peace. It literally means nothing missing. Nothing broken, nothing lacking, and all is well. And so um, that is how we greet one another. I want to encourage you to use that in your daily language. Shalom. Speak that, especially the people that you love. Speak that to them. Instead of just saying, hey, what you doing? Hey, what's going on? What up, though? Instead of just that, speak that into them. Shalom. So that every time you say something that you are saying, nothing is missing, nothing is broken, nothing is lacking, all is well. Shabuya. Roll call. Let's go. Denver's in the house. Duval's in the house. Alfreda, that's ATL. Is in the house. Inglewood is in the house. Aurora's in the house. Let's go. Florence, South Carolina. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Great question. Atlanta's in the house. How do you feel about Lent? So let me just be really clear. That's a great question. Why you guys are coming in? In Harvest, we don't celebrate Lent because it's not in the Bible. That's why. Uh, we only honor the Hebrew feasts. There are seven major feasts in the scripture. That's what we honor at Harvest Church. We do not honor um, Lent because Lent's not in the Bible. For those of you who choose, you know, put an ash on your forehead, you're going to tear your skin up. Um, that is, um, there is a principle of sackcloth and ashes in the scripture, but the concept of Lent leading up to what we call Easter, which is really the biblical feast of the day of first fruits, um, the, the resurrection of Jesus, um, that is not scriptural. So we don't, we don't honor that. Nothing against those that do, we just don't. Great question. All right, listen. California, Parker, Northridge, California, St. Louis. Come on, STL. Good to see you. Uh, California got you. Parker got you. Where else? Where else? Where else? Where we got you? Where we got you? Where we got you? Uh, is there an Isaiah in the Bible? Yes, there is. Come on. Speak to me as you come in and let me know where you're watching from. Guys, prayer is going to be amazing tonight. As it always is, uh, I always pray about what we pray about. And the, God, and the Lord gave me something very specific, two very specific things that we're going to cover in prayer tonight. So tonight's going to be a prayer slash prophetic slash Bible study type of a thing. We're just going to flow tonight. Who's ready to flow with me? Wave up in the comments if you're ready to flow with me. It's going to be amazing. All right. Tina says, thanks for that revelation. Absolutely. Atlanta, good to see you. Aurora, good to see you. Nigeria, welcome. Ontario, Canada, welcome. Mesa, Arizona, Commerce City, Colorado, Connecticut, good to see you all. Shalom, everybody. Aurora, it's going to be good. Now, let me tell you what we're going to focus on tonight in prayer. Um, there's some basic things that we always hit, but one of the things the Lord uh, specifically said um, is there are certain things, I want to give you this phrase, there are certain times, and you got to hear me, where favor is going to look like failure. I'm going to back that thing up and say it again. 
There are certain times in your life um, where favor is going to look like failure. And it's going to look like failure until you see the favor behind what looked like failure. I'm going to say it a third time. And if that one line has blessed anybody, can you release a praise in the comments? There are some times in your life where failure uh, is literally going to be the manifestation of favor. Favor is going to look like failure. Did that one phrase bless anybody? There are certain things that the Lord um, will shut down will stop, will block, will interfere with. And you're like, God, what is up with this? It's because he had something else in mind. It's going to be good tonight. All right. I need you to share. When you share, people get saying, guys, God is moving in a mighty way already. We are um, two months into 2023. We are at like, uh, what's the latest decision count? Somebody get that for me. I think we're like 350 or so recording decisions of people who have given their lives to the Lord that we've been able to record so far this year. Can I get you to put that celebration in the comments? Y'all got to hear me. And we are people, if you're connected in any way, we are people who get excited um, when people come to the Lord. We are not an us for and no more type of Christianity. We are, the Bible says, whosoever will. Everybody's included. Nobody's excluded. All right, let's get in here. Let's pray. Father, we bless you. We honor you, sir. Thank you for the privilege that we have to pray. Thank you for the privilege that we have to cast our cares on you because you care for us. Thank you, God, that we literally get to bring our requests, our petitions, our issues to the throne room of God. And your throne is superior to any throne. Your throne is superior to any office. Your throne is superior to any individual. Your throne is superior to any person. We literally get to go to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the great I am, and make our requests and our petitions made known to you. And your word says that you hear us. Thank you, Father, that you hear us. Put a passion for prayer on the inside of us like we never had before. God, in 2023, it is our jubilee year, but we decree and declare that this year, God, that it would be a year where we have that same jubilee in prayer. That jubilee which means celebration, emancipation, and restoration. And we would even experience that in prayer. God, don't just let us wait until Monday night to pray. Let us have a consistent, continual pattern of prayer throughout the day. Father, we get to go above the head of every person. We get to go above the head of a CEO. We get to go ahead of a judge. We get to go above any individual, and we get to go to you. You are King of Kings. You are Lord of Lords. You're the great I Am. You are, Father, Jehovah Perizim, the God of breakthrough. You are Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider. You are Elohim, Al Shaddai, Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, the first and the last. None like you, none besides you. You are unparalleled. You are unmatched. You literally have no equals. This is why you have no enemies. We get to talk to you and you want to talk to us. Father, let us see the privilege that it is to pray and let us never take it for granted. Tonight, God, as we begin to pray, we start by asking for forgiveness for all of our sins, those committed knowingly and unknowingly. Forgive us tonight, God, for as we have operated in iniquity, that's generational sin, that's passed down and around. Forgive us, God, for being curse perpetuated instead of curse breakers. What does this mean? When we see a generational curse, rather than breaking it, we said that's just how we are. That's just how our family is. That's just how our bloodline is. When we declare that is not acceptable, we speak that we are the curse breakers in our bloodline. 
We are not those that practice iniquity. Your word even says, Father, in the scriptures that when we stand before the bema, that is the great throne of judgment, if there are some that you would say depart from you, you worker, here it is, Matthew 17 or 7 and 23, you worker of iniquity, which means there were things, God, that people were supposed to break. Generational patterns they were supposed to break. Generational dysfunction they were supposed to break that they did not. And in fact, they worked iniquity. We declare that we are not those that work iniquity. We are those that break the cycle of iniquity. Come on, speak that over your life. I'm the curse breaker. I'm the curse breaker. A generational curse is a destructive pattern of behavior that is passed down and around. And we declare that we are not those that practice anything that needs to be shut down. We are not those that perpetuate anything that needs to be stopped. But we are the end of it. We're the Josephs in our bloodline. We're the Davids in our bloodline. We are the Moses in our bloodline. In the name of Jesus tonight, God, we ask that you forgive us for our transgression. That is when we have willfully deviated from what we knew to be right. Forgive us, God, for wanton disobedience. What does wanton mean? It, 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 it's a legal term. It literally means that it was a reckless disregard. Forgive us, God, for wanton disobedience. Forgive us for wanton behavior. Uh, for, uh, it, it, it literally, it, it's cruel. It's crazy. Like, why would you even do it? Forgive us for that. In the name of Jesus, forgive us for disregarding your word. Forgive us for disregarding your principles. Forgive us for disregarding the Holy Ghost. You said in all that ways, if we acknowledge you, you would direct our path. Forgive us for every time that we told you the path instead of saying direct the path. Forgive us for thinking that we were going to tell you what we were going to do instead of letting you tell us what we were going to do. We thank you that we are forgiven for that. And finally, we ask that you forgive us for our sin. That is where we have willfully deviated from what we knew to be right. We ask that you forgive us for that sin tonight in the name of Jesus. And we declare that we are forgiven because you said in First John that if we confess our sins, that you are faithful and that you are just to forgive us, which means that we do not come before you as sinners. We come before you as forgiven. We do not come before you as mistakes and failures and act. Mm -mm. We come before you as forgiven. And since we are forgiven, in Jesus' name, we can be bold when we approach the throne of grace and we can obtain mercy and favor in our time of need. So hear us tonight, God. Over these next 50 minutes, we pray that you would hear us. Don't turn a deaf ear to us, but you would hear and you would respond. That you would hear and you would respond. Every time your children open up their mouths, and make a request, even in the book of Judges, even after years of disobedience, when your children opened up their mouth, you did not turn a deaf ear to them. When your children cried out to you, you did not turn a deaf ear to them. Even after people would do things that were crazy, you would not turn a deaf ear to them. We say, God, don't turn a deaf ear to us tonight. Hear us and respond. Hear us and respond. Hear us and bring results for let the enemy be out to be a liar tonight in the name of Jesus. And for that, we say thank you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Everybody drop an amen in the comments right there. Do me a favor, y'all. Like this video. Tell me where you're watching from. Share if you haven't already shared. When you share, people get saved. So listen, before we get into um, this thing that the Lord wants me to talk about tonight uh, as we move into when favor looks like failure and praying about that, um, I want to pray over all of your relationships. All the month of February... We have been uh, in this uh, series called The Ships, and we've been talking about relationships and friendships and romantic relationships and family relationships and partnerships. And, and it was all about getting the ship right so that you ain't sick of that ship, all right? 
and uh, as it relates to relationships. I want to cover your relationships tonight. Um, and we want to pray for them. Uh, every relationship, hear me, I open this series by teaching you, it's like a joint in the body and a joint supplies something. And here's what happens. When a joint is experiencing an issue in your natural body, what do you have? Arthritis. And arthritis is when the body begins to attack itself. Itis, inflammation of. It is when the body begins to attack itself. And for some of you, come on, when the cure says it's been so good, you got to hear me. Um, whenever you don't have the right relationships, um, you will be off. Whenever you don't have the right relationships, um, your environment will be off. Whenever you don't have the right relationships, things are not going to line up the way that you want them to line up. All right. So we want to pray for your relationships this month. Hear me. The rest of this year, it's a jubilee year. So I need you to hear me um, that you have got to have the right people and the right seats around you. Um, so I want you to do this. I just want you to type this word in the comments, right, right, right. And then that one word, we're gonna, we're gonna pray that one word for all of your relationships. Father, in Jesus' name, we cover every relationship, every friendship, every partnership, every romantic relationship, every connection that we have in our lives. And we declare God, and because this is our jubilee year, that every relationship, God, it's got to be right. Father, it doesn't mean perfect, but it means right. It means that they are, there's a symbiosis, that they are adding to us and we are adding to them. Every relationship, we learn what relationships need. We learn that relationships are in need of, a cl of clarity. Why does this relationship exist? Father, I pray that we would have a why behind every relationship that we have in our lives. I pray that we would have a why, a, a clarity uh, uh, for why every relationship in our lives exists. I pray that we would not walk around without a clear why for anybody that we are connected to. I pray that we would not walk around without a clear why for anybody that we interact with, because if we have a clear why, this means that we will fight correctly and properly for the what. In Jesus' name, I pray that we have a clear why. Every relationship must have Christ. Paul said that we are not to be in partnership and relationship with those who reject the Lord. I pray, God, that we would not be connected to those who openly reject you. I pray that we would not be connected to those that openly turn on you and openly are against you. There is no way that they can be for us and against our God. So, Father, we pray that we have people around us, Father, that they love you. Come on. And if they love you, we will not have an issue with them loving us, Father. And for some, there will be people who are assignment in their lives is to introduce them to you. And for that, Father, we recognize that. But we cannot deal with people who reject you. We cannot deal with people who push away the God that it is that we believe in and the God that we serve. In Jesus' name, every relationship must have contribution. I pray, God, that there would be symbiosis for every relationship that we are in. That means we supply something, they supply something. It may not be the same thing, but it's got to be something. I pray that we not have any leeches in our lives this year. I pray that we not have any snakes in our lives this year. I pray that we not have any situations, scenarios, or setups where we are pouring and there is not some reciprocity. I pray for reciprocal relationships. You want to put that word in the comments. There ought to be reciprocal relationships. 
In the name of Jesus, Father, every relationship must have character. Father, we pray that we would be connected to people that have character. That is their mental and their moral standards. We cannot be connected to people where lying is okay. We cannot be connected to people where deceit is okay. We cannot be connected to people or doing people wrong is okay. Whatever people do with us, they will do to us. And so, Father, we pray for people with character. We pray for people that keep their word. We pray that we would walk in character. We pray that we would keep our word. We pray that we would do what we're going to say we do. And when we mess up, there's relationships, we fix it. We don't sit in the seat of pride. We don't sit in the seat of arrogance. When we get it wrong, we fix it. I break up and come against pride of every shape, form, or fashion. And we rebuke that and we renounce that in all of our relationships that people would not be afraid to apologize. That people would not be afraid to apologize. That people would not be afraid to apologize. Here it is. That we would not be afraid to apologize when we've been wrong. When we see correction, that we would receive it. And we would walk in it. Every relationship must have chemistry. This means that there is a getting along. Father, I pray that we would not be in connection with people where it feels like torture. I pray that when we see their name, we would light up. That when we see them call, we would be excited. That when we see them around, that we would be excited. I pray we would not deal with people that the simple mention of their name makes us say, what they did, what did they do now? What they mess up now? I pray that there would be chemistry. Come on, y'all. That there would be chemistry in the people that we interact with. And while there's some people we can't control the dynamic of the relationship because perhaps you work with them or perhaps... You serve with them or perhaps you interact with them. Father, I pray that even those interactions would have cordial chemistry. Come on, y'all. Let's pray hard right through here. There'd be cordial chemistry, which means we may not, there may be nothing more than this surface level interaction, but at least let it be cordial. At least don't let it be uh, maligning and malevolent, but let it be mutually beneficial. In Jesus' name, every relationship this year, God, has to have competency. We need people to be able to produce what we need from them. And vice versa, I pray, God, that we will be in relationship this year with people who are competent. I pray that we will be in connection with people who are competent. This means that they have the capacity to deliver what we need, and we have the capacity to deliver what they need. I pray for competency. I pray. That we would not have to be around people that we have to dumb it down for because they don't know how to come up. I pray that we would not be around people that stifle us, but we would be around people that can hear it and run. I can hear it and run. That can hear it and move forward with it. I pray that we would not be around people that we have to reduce our level of intellect or reduce our level of spirituality or reduce our level of seriousness or reduce our level of commitment or reduce our level of faithfulness. I pray for competent people. I pray that we would not be around people who bring us to the lowest version of ourselves, but that we would be around people who bring us to the highest version of ourselves. I pray that the competency would be so on point that we are challenged to be better because a competency is good, but a competency that challenges us to be better is even better. In Jesus' name, I pray we be around people that push us to pray more, push us to worship more, push us to serve more, push us to give more, push us to be more faithful, that push us to think better, that push us to get creative. I pray that we would be around competent people this year and that we would possess the competency necessary 
for the people around us. In Jesus' name, I pray, God, let's say that every relationship this year, it needs clear communication. Father, we ask you to forgive us for thinking that we are the best communicators in the world because we can get better. I need you to type that in the on the screen. I can do better. Father, we can do better about communication. We can do better about not assuming. Assumptions are the lowest form of intelligence, just above stupid. I pray, God, that we would not assume with anybody. I pray that we would not assume with anybody, but I pray that, Father, that we would always operate in clear communication, that we would not even operate from presumption, but that we would operate from clarity. We can get better. We can get better. I need you to type that and make that personal. I can do better. I can do better. You got to own that thing. I can do better. Father, help us to articulate what we anticipate and not just assume that people know what we want. Help us to articulate it. Help us to say it in the right way. Help us to use the correct illustration. Help us to say it without shutting down. I come against us shutting down this year and thinking that's effective communication. I come against us operating from a place of timidity. I come against, here it is, us blowing up on people. No, we will not do that. We can do better when it comes to communication. And we declare in our Jubilee year that that's exactly what we will do. And we thank you that it is so. Now, these seven things, God, we pray for every relationship we have this year. And wherever there is not a fit, God, let us see it. And God, if it can be fixed, let us fix it. But if there's not a fit, Father, give us the grace to finish it. Y'all better pray with me tonight. If it can be fixed, God, show us how to fix it. But if it is not a fit, show us how to finish it. I'm going to pray that a third time. If it can be fixed, show us how to fix it, God. But if it cannot be fixed, show us how to finish it. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Come on, I need you to just release a phrase in the comments right there. We got to cover those seven things. Every relationship needs those seven things. Every relationship needs those seven things. And those seven things, seven is the biblical number of completion, Marvell. Seven is the biblical number of completion, you got to hear me. So when you have those seven things in every relationship, um, then you are operating in relationships that are complete, not perfect. You're operating in relationships that are whole, not perfect. You're operating in relationships that are shalom, not perfect, because it will not be perfect. Let's hit that. Father, I pray that we stop expecting perfect relationships. Come on, y'all. I pray that we stop expecting perfection from people when we do not give perfection. I pray, God, that we simply would expect progress, progress in the people around us and progress in ourselves. I pray that we will not be having the same conversations, come on, with the same people over and over again. We're not doing that in our Jubilee year. We're not doing that in our Jubilee year. We're not doing that in our Jubilee year. We are not going to keep repeating. We rebuke the spirit of repeat. Spirit means mindset. We rebuke the spirit of repeat. The children of Israel repeated and walked around the same mountain, Mount Seir, for 40 years because they were on repeat. I pray that we would not operate in repeat in 2023. Mm -mm, we don't have time for that. There's too much for us to do, too much for us to accomplish, too much for us to walk in. Too much for us to do for your glory. Well, we will not repeat. The story of our lives will not be that we repeated until it was too late. 
The story of our lives will not be that we repeat it until we didn't have the strength to go forward. The story of our lives will not be that we repeat it because we have a sense of hope that even God didn't have. God knew he could not keep repeating himself to Judas, so he stopped dealing with it. Come on here. Joseph knew he couldn't reason with Potiphar's wife, so he didn't even talk to her. Father, I pray that we would not operate on repeat, but that we would see results. Come on. We need to detect that in all caps. Results. Results in every relationship. Results in every relationship. I pray that every relationship would increase our net worth. That every relationship would increase our income. That every relationship would increase our reach. That every relationship would increase our mentality. That every relationship would in increase our intellectual prowess. That every relationship would increase our erudite, that is, our knowledge. And that every relationship would increase our pedagogical nature. And every relationship would increase our prosperity. That every relationship would increase us. In Jesus' name, I pray that this year, that's all we attract is increase and none of the negative kind. Every relationship would be a relationship of increase. Everybody we meet is going to be mutual increase. Everybody we talk to, mutual increase. Everybody we deal with, mutual increase. Increase. Come on, y'all. I need you to type that in the comments. Increase. Increase. Yeah, if you're coming in my life, you better increase me. You sitting at my table, you better increase me. If I'm sitting at your table, I know I'm bringing increase. What are you bringing? You better bring some increase. You better bring some increase. You better bring some increase. I pray, let's go further. I pray that the people around us would decrease our stress. I pray that the people around us would decrease our worry. I pray that the people around us would decrease us being frustrated. I pray that their very presence, mm, their very presence would bring shalom. I pray that our very presence would be shalom. That when we show up, we don't need to know a devil's name because the devil knows our name. When we show up, we don't need to know what enemies at work because the enemy knows who we are. I pray that for our relationships this year, in Jesus' name, come on, every platform, you ought to put something right there. Put an amen, a yes, Lord, a thank you, Jesus, a something, whatever platform you're on. Do me a favor, y'all. If you haven't yet shared, share. The majority of people look at prayer on the replay, but I want to encourage you to make sure that you share. When you share, people get saved. Again, did somebody give me that number? I didn't see it. The number of decisions. Did one of my people give me that number of how many people have given their lives to the Lord as of yesterday? I need that number. Maybe you got it. Give it to me. I just didn't see it. And I need you to give me that number. Um, when you share, people get saved. And so I need you to make sure uh, that you understand that. All right, listen. So here's what we're going to spend the last part of prayer on. First of all, five, thank you so much. 526. Thank you. No, 526? Can't be 526. This is of yesterday? No, it can't be 526. That maybe it's 326. It must be 326. Is it? It can't be 526. This has got to be 326. 326. All right. So to God be the glory for that. All right. This year we're going to see 2023. Thank you. 329. 329 is the number. 329 is the number. All right. Um, so listen. Thank you. Um, so listen, uh, in this, um, the last part we're going to spend prayer on is when favor looks like failure. Um, I need the 2023 decisions is what we're going to see this year. 2023 decisions is what we're going to see this year. Um, so listen, guys, 
Um, the last part of what we're going to spend prayer on is going to be really good. And let me tell you why. 2023 is the goal. 2023. Um, is when favor looks like failure. Thank you. Um, is when favor looks like failure. I, I need you to be 100% honest with me. How many of you have some areas of your life? And look at me. You're doing good. Everybody look at me. You're doing good. Open your mouth and say that. I'm doing good. Speak that. I'm so, I don't care if you're at the gym. Forget them people. Open your mouth and say, I'm doing good. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. You ready? But how many of you will be honest that there are some areas where when you look at that thing, that thing looks like failure? Wave at me. Wave at me. Whatever platform you're on. How many of you will be honest that there are some areas of your life that when you look at that area, that area looks like failure? Let me see. I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. I see your hands. When you look at it, you're like, whoo, this is putting a hurting on my ass. Um, I want us to spend the remainder of our time in prayer tonight um, praying through what favor really looks like. Uh, if, you, if you've been saved for any amount of time, you've no doubt heard the word favor. Matter of fact, drop that word in the comments, favor, favor. Favor. Um, and there's normally three reasons why failure occurs. Why failure occurs. And we're going to pray. I'm going to, this is going to be a pray teach <laughs> right through here. Um, while I was in the gym, uh, and I always pray about what we pray about. The Lord says, Son, I need you. I need you. Many of them don't even understand how favored they are. Because they're looking at what looks like failure today, but it only looks like failure today because they aren't on the other side of it. But here's the prophecy. Here's the prophecy. But in the month of March, our series in March is called Meta, which means beyond, um, above, around. Ready? But in the month, excuse me, not May, March. In the month of March, March, here's your prophecy. They're going to be on the other side of it. I'm going to wait for you to respond right there. I'm going to say it again. I'm talking slow. For those of you who are with me, you know I go fast. I'm talking slow because I need you to get this. I need you to get this. All right? Um, it only looks like failure now because they aren't on the other side of it yet. But in the month of March, they're going to be on the other side of it. you got to hear me. I'm going to say it one more time. It only looks like failure now. Because in the month of March, they're going to be on the other side of it. They're about to go meta. Come on. Speak that over your life. M-E-T-A. It ain't just the name of Facebook. That is a whole word. That it's, it's, it's a whole thing. We're going to do that whole series. And it starts Wednesday. It starts Wednesday. I literally, I was supposed to, the way I laid out the year, I pray about the series I'm going to teach well in advance. And the Lord said, son, March is the month that you're going to release this meta thing. And he said, for many, they're going to get on the other side of what looks like failure. Father, in Jesus' name, we've heard your prophecy. Now lock it in. Lock it in. What looked like failure in February, we're going to see that it was favor in March. What looks like failure in February, it's going to be 
We're going to be on the other side of that in March. What looked like defeat in February, we're going to be on the other side of it in March. What looked like we were going down in February, we're going to be on the other side of that in March. Come on. I need you to lock this in us, God. What does that mean, lock it in us? Don't let us lose this word. Don't let our circumstances make us lose it. Don't let situations make us lose it. Lock this in. Please, please, y'all. I need you to tell them, tell them, say, lock this in me. Lock this in me. That word, have I hit in my heart? What does it mean? I locked it in me. My heart in scripture means your mind. Lock this in us. Lock this in us. Lock this in us. In Jesus' name we pray. All right, so listen, failure normally occurs for one of three reasons. And I want to read you the scripture. 2 Corinthians 2.14. And thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ, which means God has set up his sons and daughters so that everything for us is a winner win. You are in a jubilee year. If you don't know what I'm talking about, get our app. Text the word harvest to 55498. Go back and look at the series Jubilee so that you can see that this is a biblically mandated year of Jubilee. Hear me, y'all. So in this biblically mandated year of Jubilee, God says everything is win or win for you. Father, I pray that we would see how every situation this year is a win or win for us. There is no in between. There is no there. It is a win or win for us. Show us this, God. If we're looking at it and we don't see the win, show us the win. And we're looking at it and it seems like uh, something other than a win. It's because we are not looking at it right. How do you get the app? Text the word harvest to 55498. Can I get um, somebody to do that over here too? Thank you. Oh, you're on it, Christy. Thank you. Thank you, Christina. Y'all got it. For everybody looking at me on this screen, you got it right there. All right, hear me. It's win or win. I want to read the scripture to you again. For some of you, this you need to put the scripture up somewhere in your house. Put it on your phone. Type it. Text it to yourself. Do something. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph. Now, triumph first means there's going to be a test. Father, I pray that we would not be afraid of a test this year because without a test, there is no triumph. Without a test, there is no triumph. Without a test, there is no triumph. I pray that we would not be afraid of anything you test. You will test something before you pass it to triumph. You will test us before you pass us to triumph. You ready? You will test our relationships before you pass them to triumph. You will test our money management before you pass us to triumph. You will test our faithfulness before you pass us to triumph. You will always test before you pass to triumph. In Jesus' name, I pray God we are not afraid of a test. For some of you, when you were in school, you had test anxiety and you carry that. You ready? You carry that into your life because anytime, what is a test when God applies pressure to something? Anytime pressure is being applied to something, that's a test. And anytime you, something's being tested, you get anxiety. I rebuke your anxiety. I rebuke you getting tense. I feel like praying tonight. I pray that we would not get tense. I pray that we would not get anxious. I pray that we would not get fearful. I pray that we would not bring what's called the law of Lincoln's. What's the law of Lincoln's? The law of Lincoln says when anything that we've gone through before, anytime we face it in the future, we link to the same emotions we had the first time we experienced it. And I pray tonight that we would not link when we find ourselves in any test. 
We will not have test anxiety. We will not have test fear. We will not get overwhelmed. We will not get bogged down. We will not begin to sweat. We will not, mm -mm, mm -mm, no anxiety. Come on, speak that over your life. No anxiety. No anxiety. No anxiety. Okay? All right, here it is. The Second Corinthians 2.14. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph. Always means that God has already secured the end before the beginning. He's already secured. This thing is already figured out. It's already, if you up in church, you see saying, it's already done. Well, this verse is part of the, of the theology behind that phraseology. It's already done. He always leads us in triumph. Father, we rest in the fact that you have already figured it out before we ever got in the test. You literally said this in the scripture when you tested Philip. You said to Philip, Philip, where are you going to get food to buy for this 5,000 men plus women and children? But your word says that you already knew what you were going to do. You only asked him this to test him. Father, you have already come up with the solution before we were presented with a problem. You have already come up with the solution before you a problem was presented. So we pray, God, that in our Jubilee year, we would see the solution. We would see the solution. Come on, y'all. We would see the solution. We would see the solution. I need you to put this in the comments. There's a solution. There's a solution. There is a solution. If you always lead us in the triumph, there is a solution. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Let's go further. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph, in Christ. Here's the next thing we're going to cover in prayer, just from this verse. Leads us. Leads us. What does this mean? He won't force you to win. He will lead you to a win. What's the difference? He's not going to push you. To lead means he gets in front of you, which means, you ready? You ready for this? If he's leading you, which means he's in front of you, there's going to be sometimes, can I keep it 100 with you tonight? Where you feel like he doesn't have your back. Where the honest people on prayer tonight? There's going to be sometimes where the honest people in prayer tonight. Wait with me if you've ever felt like that. If he's leading me, he's not pushing me, which means he's not behind me. If he's leading me, this means he is in front of me. And if he's in front of me, this means there will be some moments where it will feel like he ain't got my back. Y'all better talk to me. Where are the real people at on prayer tonight? Father, thank you that you lead us into triumph, which means that even if it feels like you don't have our back, you do, you do, you do. God's got us. God's got us. Come on. I need you to make the devil out to be alive. God's got us. God's got us. Come on, y'all. God's got us. God's got us. Come on, tell your story. Tell your story. God's got us. God's got me. I see somebody talking about, I feel like this today. I feel like this now. Oh, we going in today. We only got a few more minutes, but we going in today. God's got us. God's got us. God's got us. God's got us. He always leads us into triumph, which means he is not behind you. Somebody says, I'm in their prayer closet. Hear me. He is not behind you, pushing you. He's in front of you, leading you, which means you will feel like he doesn't have your back. But look at me. Feelings are not facts. Feelings are not facts. Father, in this jubilee year, don't let us live by feelings. 
Don't let us live by how we feel. Let us live by faith. And the just shall live by faith and not by sight. And the just shall live by faith and not by feelings. Mm. Don't let us live by how we feel because you taught us. Come on, y'all. Do me a favor. I need you to share if you haven't already shared. When you share, people get saved. Listen, all this from this one verse. Now, thanks be to God. 2 Corinthians 2.14. Who always leads us in triumph in Christ. All right, you ready? And through us, listen to this, diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. What does that mean? To diffuse the fragrance of his knowledge. This means that there are some steps on your journey, look at me, that are not about you. Look at me, y'all. There are some steps on your journey that are not about you. There are some steps in your journey that are not about you. It is about you stepping there to diffuse. What does this mean? To spread the knowledge of him. Come on, 2 Corinthians 2.14. 2 Corinthians 2.14. There are some steps on your journey that are bigger than you. Why do I have to go through that? Because you were going to meet somebody there that needed to know him. It's bigger than you. Father, don't let us be self-centered. It's bigger than us. Come on, talk to the comments. It's bigger than me. Don't let us be self-centered. It's bigger than us. Don't let us just look at me, 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 me. It's bigger than us. Don't let us, don't let us just look at ourselves and our circumstances and how we feel and what we think. It is bigger than us. It is bigger than us. It is bigger than us. It is bigger than how we feel. It's bigger than what we think. It's bigger here is than what we want. It's bigger than what we desire. We are a piece to a puzzle and a plan that is called the universe. We are a piece to a puzzle and a plan that's called the universe. We are a piece to a puzzle and a plan that's called the universe, and it is bigger than us. Forgive us, God, for being so small-minded. Mm. Y'all better pray with me tonight. Forgive us, God, for being so small-minded. Forgive us, God, for being so self-centered. Forgive us, God, for only looking at us and how we feel and what we think and how we see it. It's bigger than us. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I see several of you in the comments. It's bigger than me. I need to hear this. I, forgive me, Lord. Um, we're a piece to a puzzle that's bigger than us. You got to hear me. You got to hear me. Um, sometimes, doctor, sometimes when you're navigating through life, you literally are only looking at you. And, and that's natural. That's human. But we're supernatural beings. We are supernatural beings, which means... There's going to be some things you're like, you're like, okay, like, okay, God, I'm sick of this. Okay, but, but what if it's bigger than you? God, I don't like this person, but what if it's bigger than you? God, I don't like, you ready? I'm going to go there. God, I don't like this job, but what if it's bigger than you? What if it's bigger than you? Oh, my God. God, I don't want to serve with these people, but what if it's bigger than you? You made serving about you? So, it's, so, so you made serving about who you like. What? Father, it's bigger than us. Forgive us for being so small-minded. Look into the verse, 2 Corinthians 2.14. And through us, 
This means he's using you. If you look at me, if you've been saved for longer than two weeks, you've at some point said, Lord, use me. So watch me. Father, forgive us for getting mad when you use us. Forgive us for getting mad when you use us. It says, and through us, he diffuses, dip uses. He uses, he uses us with no consideration. You ready? Of it only being about us. With no consideration about it only being about us. Diffuses. I use you and I don't give a difference about whether or not how you feel about it. Mm. Wow. Y'all ready? Let's go. We're almost done. We're almost done. Stick with me because I got to get to this thing where favor looks like failure. And through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Father, every place that we've journeyed up until this point and beyond this point is about you diffusing your knowledge to other people. So tonight, God, I pray that as we diffuse your knowledge to every place that we go, that we look back to see why our journey had to be what our journey was. I pray that when we look back, we will see how you were diffusing. Diffusing means the fragrance of you. To get fragrance, you have to, in these days, in, in the days of the Bible, the only way to get a fragrance, there was no chemical. To get a fragrance, you had to crush a flower which means to diffuse your fragrance, you'd have to take us places and, oh God, and oh God, and crush us in those places. I'm gonna back the thing up so you get it. Father, to diffuse your fragrance, you would have to take us places and then crush us in those places. So we tell you thank you for every place in our journey that you have taken us and then when you took us to that place in life, crushed us. Because it was bigger than us. Come on, thank you. Okay. All right. Get out the chair. Get out the chair. Got to get out the chair. Thank you, Father, that it was bigger than us. The only way to get fragrance in this day and time, in the scripture, was you have to crush a flower. That's what Jericho means, the crushing of a flower, fragrance. Father, thank you for every situation and circumstance that has crushed us because it was bigger than us. I need you to release the praise, but watch me. You ready? For everything that crushed you and you conquered it. I need you to release the praise in these comments for everything that crushed you and you conquered it. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Come on, IG. For every place that crushed you, but you conquered it. It was bigger than you. It was bigger than you. I'm going to show you this thing. We got 10 minutes. We out of here. 15 minutes. We out of here. We pray together every Monday night for one hour. Guys, I'm going to be shifting the time here in the next few weeks. I've been saying that to you since we got into the new year. It's still going to be on Monday nights for right now, but when I shift the time, stay connected. Best way to stay connected is to text Harvest to 55498. If you haven't already done that, do that so that you can stay connected. All right. Look at this. Oh, God. All right. Listen. Thank you for the question. I thank God for every tear you've shed. I thank God for every time that you felt like quitting. I thank God for every person that did you dirty. I thank God for every person that walked out on you. I thank God for every time you felt like you were going to give up. I thank God for every time you said, I can't make it. I thank God for every time you felt like this ain't going to work. I thank God for every time. Let me come to those who are questioning your calling because of the crushing. Mm. I thank God for every person right now where you're questioning your calling because of the crushing. 
I say to you tonight, look at me, look at me, look at me. You are called. The crushing comes with the call. The crushing comes with the call. Who am I talking to right there? Wave at me. Who am I talking to right there? The crushing comes with the call. God, what an organ. The crushing comes with the call. 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 I see your hands. Come on, we gotta go. Jesus, we gotta go. Okay, here we go. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. So that scripture we just prayed, 2 Corinthians 2.14. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. All right, which means everything but, but his sons and daughters is win or win. Here's where I want to get into what we're praying tonight. Because failure normally comes because of one of three reasons. Number one, unclear instructions. It's difficult to succeed at what wasn't clearly understood. But that's not the reason for most failure. Father, I pray, you ready? That we'd have clarity on every instruction this year. I pray that we would have clarity on everything we are to do this year. That that would not be a source of any failure in our lives this year. I pray for clarity. And for those, Father, where it's not an issue of clarity, it's an issue of courage. So their lack of courage is now um, is now distorting their clarity. I pray that you would bring encouragement so that they would have courage to operate in what they already have clarity on. Everybody look at me. For some of you, your issue is not that you lack clarity. It's that you lack courage. It's very clear what you to do. You're just scared to do it. It's very clear what to do. It's very clear to you. Your instructions were clear. And some people say, Bishop, what should I do? I say, ABC. And then I'm just not sure what I should do. Well, what'd you ask for clarity for? You didn't want clarity. You like courage. I pray you have clarity and courage. And courage to do it. Right? Right? Now, here's the second reason for most, uh, for most failure. Number one is unclear instructions. Number two is unfollowed instructions. This is known as rebellion. Picking and choosing what you'll obey and what you'll do. It's the arrogant assumption that you know better than who gave the instructions. It's the arrogant assumption that you know better than who gave the instructions. You ready? Proverbs 13, 18. Poverty and shame will come to those who disdain correction, but who regards a rebuke will be honored. Father, I pray that we would not rebel at any instructions this year. When, when it's clear, we obey. Come on. Father, you ready? Here's the second thing we're going to ask him to lock in us. Lack obedience in us this year. I need you to put that on the screen. Lack obedience in us this year. Lack obedience in us this year. Make it gone so that literally you said when your disciples asked you, are you hungry? And you said, I already ate. And they said, well, where did you go eat? You said, I have another bread, another food. It is to do the will of my father. It is to obey him. Lock obedience in us. Lock it in us, God. Come on, y'all. need you to pray. We're almost done. Lock it in us, God. Lock obedience in us, God. Lock obedience in us, God. Lock obedience. When you say step on the water, step on the water. Lock obedience in us, God. Lock obedience in us, God. Everybody look at me. For some of you, when it comes to obedience, you delay your obedience, which is disobedience. Let me give you an example. Um, we can presume that David's pursuit of Goliath was because 
the, literally the scripture says, I, I need to go. Can I jaywalk over here to David real quick? Wave at me if I can jaywalk over here to David real quick. And then I'm gonna come back to when favor looks like failure. Can I wave at me? I'm gonna do it either way, but just wave at me so that you're on the same page with me. Wave at me. Um, you delay your obedience. And your delayed obedience is disobedience. So you're like, God, I should get credit. You don't get credit for doing it when you want to do it. You only get credit when you do it when and how you're told to do it. Let me give you two examples. One, two of Israel. God said, I want y'all to go up, take possession of the land. They said, we're not going to do it because we are like grasshoppers in, in, in our sight. We must be in their enemy sight, so we're not going to do it. A few days passed. They're like, okay, now we're ready to do it. You know what, you know what Moses said? Moses said, no, God's not going with you. If you do this, you're going to fail. You don't get to do it when you want to do it. You do it when you're told to do it. Father, lock obedience in us so we do not delay. Let's go to David. Let me jay walk to David real quick. We're coming back. This is prayer, y'all. I told you tonight's going to be a little different. It's going to be prayer and teaching and Bible study and prophecy. All right? Uh, David. We can presume that when David fights Goliath, he's doing so based on an obedience to God's direction. How do you know? There's one word in the scripture that lets us know that. The Bible says that David divined. He took his shepherd's staff. And the reason that David was able to defeat Goliath, go read the story for yourself, is because David divined. What does that word divine mean? It means to prophesy, which means David began to prophesy Goliath's defeat before he ever attacked him. Which means we can presume that David was obeying God's instruction to take Goliath down. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Here's what he did. Here's what he did. And I'm going to do a pop-up live about this later. Here's what he did. David didn't spend all of his time aiming. David just fired. He just obeyed. Everybody look at me. Some of you spend so much time aiming that your aim becomes an act of rebellion. Jesus, Father, help us. To ready, fire, aim, instead of ready, aim, fire. Jesus. Y'all better come on here. Y'all better come on with me. Father, do, look at me, look at me, look at me. You look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. David didn't sit up. Okay, I got to hit him just like this. Okay, I got to do this. I got to do it just like this. I got to do it just like this. Okay, wait a minute, let me see. I got to throw that. No, Father, don't let us have more faith in our ability to aim than we do in your ability to guide what we obey, to guide what we fire. Father, it's ready, fire, aim, not ready, aim, fire. I need some of y'all to drop that in the comments. I need some of y'all to drop that in the comments. It's ready, fire, aim. Some of your, your aiming is disobedience to God at this point because you take too long. You're moving slow because you're scared. You're moving slow because you want to be in control. You're moving slow because you want everything perfect. You're moving slow because you want co-signers. It's ready, fire, aim. It ain't ready, aim, fire. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, let's stay back over here. Stay back over here. Stay back. Why does failure normally occur? I told you prayer is going to be different tonight. You good? Give me a thumbs up if you good. I told you I needed to just teach, preach, pray, prophesy a little bit tonight. It's going to be different tonight. It's different. It's different. Failure occurs for three reasons. One, unclear instructions. Two, unfollowed instructions. David just followed the instruction. Throw the rock, man. Boop. And when David released it, God took it and made it hit the right place. It was not because, it was not because of how good David aimed. It was because 
of his act of obedience. And I pray you don't have more faith in your ability to plan. Planning is good and you should plan. I'm not saying be reckless, but don't have more faith in your ability to plan than his ability to make a, a, an okay plan amazing. God, I can run. God, I can run. Okay, let's go. Last reason that failure occurs. You ready? When it's favor. <laughs> Unfollowed instructions. You ready? Unclear instructions. Why does failure occur? When it's favor. When it's favor. When it's favor. When it's favor. Father, show us how failure is really favor. I'm going to go to one place and one place only. The man's name is Joseph. All right, if you want to go to hood version, Lil Joe. <laughs> you ready? Lil Joe. So depending on your persuasion, perhaps you want to go Joseph. For those of you who are a little bit more urban in your vernacular, you can go Lil Joe. All right? Here we go. You pick. But go ahead and make your choice. Put your choice in the comments. You ready? Put your choice in the comments. Put your choice in the comments. You going with Lil Joe or you going with Joseph? All right, come on. All right, Lil Joe. Okay, I see several Lil Joes. Listen, <laughs> depending on your particular persuasion, you go with what you'd like to, all right? Listen, Joseph is um, the 11th son of Jacob uh, with Rachel. 11 is the number of imperfect, disorganization, disorder, and failure. He was born, you ready? And the number over his life was failure. Look at me. God, I pray tonight, I pray tonight, I pray tonight that whatever negative was over us from the time we entered the earth, that that would be broken in Jesus' name. Whatever negative was spoken over us from the time we were born, that that be broken. Whatever crazy curse was spoken decreed or declared over us that that would be broken in Jesus' name. You ready? Let's go to the next part. Um, Joseph is, the Bible says that he has a dream. And when Joseph has a dream, he tells his dream to the wrong people. His brothers end up selling him to slavery. Here's, what, here's the next thing we got to cover in prayer. I only got three minutes. We got to go fast. You can't control your dreams. So the fact that Joseph had a dream meant that he didn't ask to dream this. And for some of you, look at me, look at me. What God has created you to do, you didn't ask for it. I'm not talking to anybody tonight. Even what you're pursuing now, you're like, God, I'm doing this because of you. I, I did not ask for this. Father, make us okay with what we did not ask for. Joseph couldn't control his dreams, which means he didn't ask for this. Father, there are certain things, assignments, callings, things that you created us to do that we did not ask for. But I pray tonight in the name of Jesus that we be okay, even though we did not ask for it. Make us okay with what you decided for us. Make us okay with what you picked for us. Some of you didn't ask to be in the city you're in. You didn't ask to be in the predicament you're in. You didn't ask to be in the family you're in. You didn't ask to be on the job you're on. You didn't ask to be doing. You didn't ask for this. Jesus. Okay, here, his next thing. We gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go. We gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go. We gotta go. Guys, if you haven't shared yet, I need you to share whatever platform you're on because sometimes favor looks like failure. 
So this thing is over his life. Number 11, dysfunction, failure. But he's always going to be led into triumph. His brothers sell him into slavery. He's sold into slavery to a man named Potiphar, who is one of the generals for Pharaoh, an Egyptian. Jacob's a Hebrew, excuse me, Joseph's a Hebrew. He's sold to an Egyptian to be a slave. Listen to this. I want you to see what the Bible says. Genesis 39, 9 and 2. So he's a slave. Everybody look at me. That's, we would call that failure. Wave at me if you would say, this is failure. Like, you're sold into slavery. This is failure. Wave at me. You would call that failure. Wave at me. Wave at me in the comments. Okay, we got to go. I'm going to go. We're going to go a little over tonight, y'all. Just stick with me. This Because I promise you, this is going to be good for you. All right, listen. But look at Genesis 39 and 2. But the Lord was with Joseph. Shout out. Shout out. I don't mean that literally. I want you to get the point. But the Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. What? Favor looks like failure. Some of you don't even recognize that what was supposed to shut you down is really a setup. I pray, God, that everything that looks like failure that's supposed to shut us down, it's really a setup. Come on, y'all. Come on. I need you to speak this over your life. God set me up. God set me up. God set me up. God set me up. God is supposed to be failure. But look at me. But look at me. But the Bible says, but the Lord was with him. And the Lord made him successful. But he's a slave. We call that failure. God says that's favor. Why? Because Joseph, I'm going to make sure you're sold to a man who's a general to Pharaoh. Because you are literally about to get a promotion to a role you never asked me for that I had in mind for you. Okay, what happens? Potiphar's wife lies on Joseph. Joseph wouldn't sleep with her. She lies on him. So what happens? He gets thrown into the prison. But not just any prison. He gets thrown into Pharaoh's prison. Genesis 39 and 21. How many would say getting locked up is failure? Wave at me in the comments. This looks like failure. And for some of you, you're like, God, I feel caged. I feel boxed in. I feel like I have no options. I feel like I'm, I feel locked up. I feel, I feel contained. I feel like I can't do anything. Wave at me. Wave at me if you would say that's failure. Come on, y'all. We got to go. It's 801. Please go fast with me because we got to go. We would call that failure. Look at what Genesis 39, 21 says. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor. Verse 23, and the keeper of the prison didn't look into what was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made him prosper. What? What? Favor looks like failure. Why didn't let God let Joseph stay in the house he was born in? Because he needed to get to a palace. So God sent him into a failure. God, I want to run. God sent him into a failure. Sent him into another failure. To send him into another failure to show him 13 years later, you've been favored the whole time. I got to go. Father, I pray that in the month of March, we would see the other side of what has looked like failure. I pray that in the month of March, we would be meta on the other side, above, beyond what has looked like failure. In Jesus' name, we pray. I need y'all to release the praise in the comments right there. We got to go. It's 8.02. We're over time. We got to go. I need you to release the praise. God sent him in the favor. In, in the failure. <laughs> I don't have time to finish it, but if I was preaching, I'd close it right through here. <laughs> Ready? Because while he's in prison, he interprets some guy's dreams. 
One of them forgets about him, one of them is executed. One of them forgets about him for two years, two whole years he's forgotten about. And then one day God creates a problem for Joseph to solve. And when God creates the problem for Joseph to solve, Joseph shows up. And all of a sudden, 13 years later, because this starts happening when he's age 17, 13 years later, he sees how all of these failures have added up to favor that he could have never paid for. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, I need you to take this over your life. I have favor. Come on, tag somebody. Everybody, please tag somebody. Even if you don't know how to use tag, just pretend like you know how to use it. Tag somebody and tell them. They need to go back and watch this. You're favored. You're favored. You're favored. It looks like failure. This is, you, you, talk, you think failure looks like getting what you want. A, fail, a favor looks like getting what you want. Favor is when God gives you failure. It says, this is a setup. This ain't going to work. Because I'm going to give you that. This relationship ain't going to work. But I just need to introduce you to somebody that's going to introduce you to somebody. And I'm going to give you a whole kink. This ain't going to work. I got you. This ain't going to work. Because I want to give you this. Jesus, I want to run. Listen, last two things I got to do tonight. It's 804. We got to go. You have favor. Tag somebody tonight. Tag somebody tonight that needs to hear this. Um, so listen, tonight we're going to sow into this. We're going to sow into this tonight. We're going to sow into this tonight. We're going to sow into this tonight. Joseph was age 30 when he became prime minister. He had his dream at 17, 13 years later. We're going to sow 30. You're going to call this your Joseph seed. You can call it your favor seed, either one, Joseph or favor or your Joseph favor seed. All right. We're going to sow 30 tonight. That's our seed tonight. Say, Bishop, I don't have 30. Get as close as you can. But everybody sow something into the word and into prayer tonight. I promise you, when God spoke this thing to me, I was in the gym. And I just, I literally wanted to just start shouting and rejoicing, but I would have been late to get on prayer into the gym. How can you sow? You can use the cash app, dollar sign, Bishop Foreman with the number two. You can use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify. You can use that too. The email for that is hello at harvestchurch.church, right? You can also use text to give. You can text the amount to 84321. They're going to pin all of They're going to put it over here on these comments so I can pin it. You can text the amount to 84321 and, uh, and then enter Harvest Church, tap the link, and follow the instructions there. The cash app is dollar sign Bishop Foreman with the number two. Can I get somebody to type it into both platforms here for me so I can pin that? All right, and we're going to sew. When you call this your Joseph seed or your favorite seed, you attach it to that. And if you don't have a way to put it in the comments or tag it or anything, you just pray that as you give it to that. But everybody, I want to encourage you to sow something. Bless what blesses you. Blesses what blesses you. Blesses what blesses you. All right, listen, guys. Um, uh, last thing I want to say, okay, I just need, can I get some of y'all to put it in there so that I can pin this? If you're on it tonight and you're not a Christian, tonight is your night to give your life to the Lord. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to him, tonight is your night to give your life to the Lord. If number three, you need to recommit yourself to the Lord, tonight is your night. Thank you. Tonight is your night to give your life to the Lord. You're like, I don't know where things stand with the Lord, but I want to be sure. Tonight, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure wherever you're at, on the count of three, I just need you to do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. 
I promise you this, if you came in late, go back and watch the beginning. Because I promise you this word is going to speak life into your life. This prayer is going to speak life into your life. So it's going to be a little different tonight. On the count of three, you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself, Lord, or be sure. Hand with the emoji, say it to me. One, two, three. Respond right where you're at. Do that hand with the emoji, say it to me. If you become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. Hit the button. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. God's coming to get you on a Monday night in prayer. Come on. Who are you that God loves so much that he come get you on social media on prayer? Come on. What do you mean, who am I? That means he loves you that much. Do that hand wave emoji or say, it's me. If you need to come a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure wherever you're at, wherever you're at, wherever you're at. Okay, well then put it on there correctly for me. Wherever you're at, wherever you're at, wherever you're at, wherever you're at. Thank you. I see you. I got you. I got you. They responded over here on IG. I got you. I got you. Do the hand wave emoji or say, it's me. If you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to the Lord, wherever you're at, Wherever you are at, wherever you are at, I need you not to miss your moment tonight. I need you not to miss your moment. And I know we're seven minutes in overtime, but I need you not to miss your moment tonight. There's a few of you where you're, you're, you're hesitating. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't want all these people to see me. You're good. You're in a safe place. I got you. I got you. You are in a safe place. Nobody's going to judge you. Nobody's going to put you down. Nobody's going to condemn you. Whenever you were Bishop Foreman, you're in a safe place. You don't have to worry about anybody beating you down and judging you. People in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. You got me. I got you. Come on, wherever you're at, they're still responding. They're still responding. There's a couple more of you that need to do that. You're waiting. There you go. There you go. I can see tears. This is one of you. Tears are literally coming down your eyes. Tears are literally coming down your eyes. You have like a blue, a blue greenish almost type of eyeshadow. Tears are coming down your eyes. Who are you? Tears are coming down your eyes. They're still responding over here on IG. They're still responding. They are still responding. They are still responding. We're going to release the praise in a moment, don't, but don't release it just yet so we don't get you confused because my team is looking because we want to make sure we get you. You're more than just the number. You are life that matters to me, to us. And more importantly, and most importantly, you matter to God. I'm going to count you down from five. I need you to respond before I get to before I get to your five. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure to the hand weave emoji says to me four, three, waiting on you. Two, going once, going twice. I need you to respond, even if you're listening to the replay or listening to the podcast. One, there's a couple more of you that need to respond. I'm waiting on you. I can't wait no more. I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. I am waiting on you. I got you. I got you. I knew, I knew what I heard. Everybody pray this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord. They're still responding. Come on, God, and my Savior. They responded over on LinkedIn. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. I give you all of me. If I fail, if I fall, if I make a mistake, give me the grace to get right back up. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. What a harvest of lives and souls and decisions tonight on prayer. To God be the glory. Here's what I want to encourage you to do. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord, I want you to text the word harvest to 55498. Why should I do that, Bishop? Because I want to get into your hands 
a message called what next now that you've prayed this prayer what do you do what do you do what do you do allow me to just walk with you i'm a shepherd so i care about people let me walk with you through what you do next all you have to do is text harvest to 55.8 and then you enter the option for salvation and uh and we'll get you that message i just want to walk with you through what you do next congratulations to you your life matters to God. It matters to you. It's 8-11. We're 11 minutes over, but how many can say that this blessed you tonight? How many can say that it was worth going over 11 minutes? I certainly believe it was. This thing blessed me. I got up out of my chair tonight to pray. If you didn't get your seed in the ground, get it in the ground. We're sowing 30 tonight. Bless what blesses you. He gives seed to the sower. We're sowing 30 tonight. Let's call this your Joseph seed or your favorite seed. You can, again, you can use the cash app, dollar sign, Bishop Foreman, F-O-R-E-M-A-M, with the number two, PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Giveify, all of that's available. The email is hello at harvestchurch.church. You can use text to give, text the amount to 84321, and tap the link when you see the Harvest Church V. That's where you want to be. Just enter Harvest Church and look for that V. I love you guys. I see some prayer requests in. Listen, because we ran out of time, we didn't get a chance to take prayer requests. Here's what you do. Go to our website, go to our app, enter your prayer requests, and we'll cover them there. Or you leave them in the comments because I come back over the comments and I pray over the comments. I love you guys. I really, really do. I love you. And uh, I'll be doing a pop-up. We'll do a little teaser of Therapy Throat Tuesday tomorrow. Wednesday night, we start a brand new series, Wednesday Night Live Bible Study. It's uh, called Meta. Um, it's going to be amazing. I'm so fired up about it. All right, love you guys. Got to go. It's 812. Got to go. Drop a heart in the comments if you love me back. Just so that I know that you love me. I love to love you. I love to feel your love. Shalom to you. Good night. Good night, you all. Love you. Drop a heart in the comments if you love me. Even if you don't, tell me that you know this message. <laughs> love you. Love you guys. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wells Fargo presents one of the surest ways to grow your money. A Wells Fargo CD account where you can earn a 5.00% annual percentage yield on an 11-month term with a minimum opening deposit of $5,000. Visit a Wells Fargo branch or wellsfargo.com backslash CD rates to open a CD account and start growing your savings with us. Wells Fargo Bank, N.A., member FDIC.